Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, hello, welcome to you all. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast, the daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my daily adventures. Thank you so much for being here. And I, I, I want to get into, uh, there's been some discussion about um, how safe your old pal Eric Zane is while using the chainsaw been lots of comments about, oh my God, can you believe it? He wore Crocs while he was using a chainsaw. The Crocs are the least of the problem. In fact, the Crocs made it so that I wasn't hurt nearly as bad. All right. This was a brand new chain that I had on there. It was very, very sharp. It cut through wood like butter. And, um, so, you know, it doesn't matter what's on my foot. The chain is going to go through it. I am of the opinion. I'm not an expert. I am of the opinion that the way your foot fits into a crock is the reason why I am not hurt worse. How could that be, Eric? Well, I've explained it to you dumbasses before yesterday, but you don't listen because you're too busy uh, trying to rub my nose and dog shit about wearing Crocs when I'm using a chainsaw. Now, there, uh, uh, Granted, there are other reasons why I shouldn't be wearing Crocs when I'm wearing a chainsaw. If the branch falls and lands on your foot, it's probably going to hurt a hell of a lot more. And you're going to break your foot. That's the reason why you don't wear Crocs. I still should not have been wearing that, but I'm telling you. The Crocs made it so that I didn't have as much damage on the foot because the foot goes in there and inside of Crocs, you know how it is. There's all sorts of wiggle room for your foot. There's just plenty of space between the inside of the Croc and your foot. So the blade is coming to a stop because I'm hanging out of the saw with one hand I let go of the trigger. My arm swings down, blade still spinning. Damages the croc enough to slow it down. And then it's coming to a stop as it injures my foot. Had my foot been up against any type of shoe, we would have had a deeper, and I even hate saying that, uh, injury. All right. That's just my theories. No way to prove it. But I am 99.5% sure that because I wore Crocs, I was less injured because of that blade. So um, I know there's been, because I just, I, mean, I have Dear Meathead coming up today, and there's all sorts of questions about is the appropriate footwear supposed to be Crocs, Ruben? Please tell us. I know how it's going to go. But I maintain that 
this was not as terrible as an injury because of the Crocs. So thank you to the makers of Crocs for uh, building quality safety gear when using a chainsaw. The bigger problem was on a ladder and uh, sawing up high, reaching to saw. Those are the safety issues. Okay? So just so we're all on the same page here, Crocs, yes, for any type of chainsaw activity. All right. Welcome into the Eric St. Show podcast. So glad you guys are here. The Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio is where we are at. And uh, I feel uh, better. Uh, I uh, Yesterday was, was a struggle. It was weird because um, with this uh, injury to my foot. Um, so, hold, hold on a second. Nick, the electrician, says, nah, nah, nah. I don't think your Crocs will protect more than my Carolina logger boots. True, true. But in this instance, in this particular moment in time, there was benefit to these. And I don't have Carolina logger boots, so it wouldn't have mattered what I was wearing around this house. The crock was the way to go because the blade was slowing down. You know, the RPMs are way down. It was just about to stop, and it just kind of went. I lucked out. This is all luck. Uh, Yesterday, I was... um, you know, uh, having a very difficult time getting around. And then uh, when it came time to, I had to finally jump in the shower and the doc said, all right, this is when you clean this thing for the first time. So I take off the old bandage, which was kind of stuck to it. You know, a little bit of blood gum uh, from the gauze to the injury. And uh, that, that's not fun. Um, so, all right, that happened. Diana got to look at it. Looks good. I, I was able to look at it a little bit. Uh, washed it off excellently. Uh, more, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Neosporin and then a Band-Aid. And then, you know, remarkably, just like that, I I, um, I think the change in the bandage uh, made it so it wasn't nearly as sensitive or something like that because I was able to um, uh, move around a little bit better for the rest of the day. And today, uh, even more so, Still a fucking pain in the ass. I'm just slow and can uh, and I'm limping heavily. But I can tell that I'm on the mend. I feel good and thanks to everybody who reached out. Uh, uh, all kidding aside, I don't I don't mind that you're uh, that you're having fun at my expense. Um, but uh, it, it really isn't uh, isn't a big deal. I I appreciate the uh, the uh, the reach outs and the people saying hello. Uh, there was one person though that I I wasn't happy that they reached out. It was um. Uh, one of the old um, former uh, listener audience space, a group formerly known as Zaniac, someone who has been extremely going at it hard, dragging your old pal EZ for extended time, and someone I, I just don't care to talk to ever, um, went out of uh, his way to just be a dick. And um, so I responded with, please lose my email address. I just don't want to talk to you. And uh, so that's that's basically where I left that one. But everybody else, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you. All right. 
I do need a few more questions for Dear Meathead because basically I'm looking at just a handful of people who are busting out the, uh, hey, what's the required footwear when you're using a chainsaw? And he's the wrong guy to ask. I'll tell you that right now. That guy used to he used to cut down trees with a pair of shorts, sandals on, and uh, nothing else. But he'll probably indicate, oh, yeah, it's stupid to wear Crocs. Uh, so I do need uh, questions. Eric at EricZaneShow.com for Dear Meathead. That will be along, brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. Uh, in 47 minutes. Thank you. Okay, so send your questions along, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Uh, yesterday, boy, this was uh, this was crazy. Um, the day is going on, and uh, believe it or not, I have to... Uh, give the NFK, help the NFK with a shower. And uh, so I kind of had to do that on, on, on like one foot to care for him. As you know, he doesn't, uh, he can't, he can't do it. He just can't do it. Um, and by the way, Diana said to me that there, there was a commercial on the TV for some type of, I don't know, shower head. And she was watching TV with them. And he does this all the time where, um, he won't give you enough verbal uh, information to convey the message that he wants to convey. And he'll just, okay, so there's a commercial for a shower head. And he goes, yep, see that? And uh, she looks at the commercial, and then he looks at him, and he just nods. And he goes, uh-huh. Yep. And she goes, what? And he he's like, what? You can't figure out what I'm thinking? And, uh, he goes, I think I'm going to start, uh, I think I want to start giving myself a shower. And Diana goes, no. He's like, huh? She goes, uh, she goes, you can't bend, you can't reach, you can't do any of the things that needed to do to make sure you are clean. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think we need to work on like brushing your teeth first if you can master brushing your teeth then perhaps i i swear um the amount of damage to his mouth i think he's just going to end up either uh no no teeth in his mouth or new ones i don't know my god i've made it very clear to him you need to brush your teeth and it's really frustrating um but while i was um helping him shower there was all sorts of shit going on in this house that I did not know of. And by the time we walked out of the bathroom, it was over. So he goes downstairs. I help him downstairs. He sits down, resumes the daily activities of 14 hours of TV viewing, beer drinking, chewing tobacco, and eating Hot Pockets. Uh, I go upstairs. She goes, so you won't believe what happened while you were uh, helping him in the shower. And I go, I, 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 I bet I will believe it. I bet I will believe it. On Facebook, she's part of this uh, neighborhood group. You know, uh, the area we live in, there's like a neighborhood group and uh, people, hey, yeah, there's a garage sale going on or whatever. She's just thumbing through and she sees a picture and she goes, what? And someone has posted a um, picture and it says, is this someone's dog? 
and she takes one look at it. And uh, she's like, Hi, boy. Hi, O'Neal. I want to see O'Neal all the time. O'Neal is out in the neighborhood, apparently. Someone has taken a picture of our dog and posted it. Is this someone's dog? By the way, Corey writes, I hate her voice. Corey, come on. That is one of my favorite people on the planet, Stevie. And you're saying I hate her voice? You asshole. Oh my God. I cannot let you get away with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I gotta sit your ass down. Take ten minutes, fucker. Don't insult my friend. I love her very much. Don't you ever say anything bad about Stevie. Hey, honey, how are you doing? If anybody's going to say anything about Stevie, it's going to be me. Like, but I just basically say, Hey, honey, how are you doing? I love the fact that she says, Hey, how are you doing? Hey, honey, how are you doing? Um, all right. <laughs> Fuck you, Eric. Fuck you, asshole. So Diana's laying in bed and O'Neill is roaming the neighborhood apparently. Now what had happened was she got home from uh, work and I was limping around in the front trying to get uh, Bruce to go to the bathroom on a leash, of course. And he's pulling me all over. It's way uncomfortable and stupid. And uh, so she comes in from work and I go, here, can you take this dog? I, I can't even handle him. I'm going in the house. She uh, she goes back into the backyard and uh, O'Neill has... Uh, has I guess Hi, he, he boy. I didn't tell her, Hey, be on the lookout for O'Neill. I guess he, the fucker took off. And, and so she didn't even know he was out there. So she, uh, she brings, uh, uh, Bruce in and I'm all right. Okay. Hey, let's jump in the shower, Kevin. And, uh, time passes and the fucker was, was out in the neighborhood. This is not good. So, um, while I'm in uh, helping the NFK with the shower, she goes outside and, uh, my neighbor, Etta is wandering around. I go, Etta, you want, uh, Dinah says, Etta, you seen O'Neill? She goes, oh, yeah, I just saw him. And sure enough, he comes around the corner, sees Diana with his uh, tongue flying out of his mouth, running like, oh, my God, I was so lost. Holy shit, I'm so scared. Acting like he hasn't seen her in like 10 years. The fucking dog, Jesus. It is absolutely miraculous that we have not actually lost our dogs. For the things that have uh, taken place. So, all right. Well, uh, that's that was some uh, that was some high drama in the household. And uh, for a second there, uh, Diana thought the dog was gone. Moving on, more high drama, success, celestial excitement, success. NASA now has in its arsenal the ability of saving humanity. The ability to save humanity in the event of a planet-killing asteroid strike. Because you remember when they smashed that deal, that uh, dart, whatever it was, into that um, uh, asteroid that was kind of flying around in space? That at the time, it didn't have pose any risk, but uh, they determined that they, they moved it plenty. And so now, if we see one coming, which we do have the ability to do that, see one coming... Uh, we can we can send something up and just smash something into it and divert it, and so uh, 
this is fantastic. Audio check, video check. Uh, this is uh, this is the story about that exact thing. From seven million miles away, photographic proof that NASA's DART mission worked. That exploding cloud of dirt and rock. The moment the refrigerator-sized spacecraft slammed into an asteroid named Dimorphos, orbiting an even bigger asteroid. The impact gave Dimorphos a big shove, dramatically shortening its orbit even more than NASA had hoped. It was expected to be a huge success if it only this guy i love this guy he looks like he's about to die slowed the orbit by about 10 minutes but it actually slowed it by 32 minutes Traveling at 14,000 miles per hour, Dart's nose camera caught the final seconds before impact. While the asteroid poses no risk to us, NASA is hoping it can one day use the same technique to divert a massive meteor on a collision course with Earth. A so-called planet killer like the one that killed off the dinosaurs 65 million years ago. Warning time is really key. In order to enable this sort of asteroid deflection to potentially be used. It's a good thing she's got brains. In the future. NASA says it's not tracking any asteroid known to pose an imminent threat to Earth, but there may be others it doesn't see. Ideally, scientists would have decades of warning to use a similar deflection technique and save humanity. All of us have a responsibility to protect our home planet. After all, it's the only one we have. Yeah. Tom Costello, NBC Thank News, you. Washington. That guy. We've got to protect our planet. I'll tell you what. I want them to, to send like, uh, you know, I mean, they make this thing and they deploy it. But I want them to send like a fucking old car or some shit up into space. Incredible. Uh, that was uh, that 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 is a, a a bonus, a really really great thing if you think about it. Never before there was a, another clip that lady that um, um, that you heard talking there, the one who says someone tell her it isn't Halloween yet, says Tyler. She um she said this is the first time ever that anything in space has ever its path in space has been altered in any way, shape or form by anything uh, man made. Incredible. So that is, that's great. That's absolutely fantastic. If we see one coming, it's like, oh, because that's how it's going to be. You know, they're constantly scanning the skies and doing some math on shit. And they're like, hey, uh, this one in three years is going to collide with the planet prior to this happening. Prior to this happening, there was nothing we'd be able to do. Tyler says NASA needs to improve their detection system first. How many times have we heard about an asteroid whizzing by us that caught them off guard? Yeah, that's true. So, but still, this is a piece of the puzzle. All right. Also, speaking of disaster, uh, I watched a documentary yesterday. And uh, th- this is great because uh, I have extra time. And uh, Amanda wrote in and she said, hey, now that you can't uh, go to the gym and do all your ADHD shit because you uh, hurt your foot, uh, why don't you catch up on some documentaries? And I'm like, you know, she's right. Uh, and, but I don't want to watch. I I I didn't. I don't want to watch anything Dahmer related. Um, I just didn't feel good about it. You know, the well, the fucking show itself, um, Monster. I I again, I've. I reference it. I cannot handle it. 
It's just too much. My God. Tim writes, Eric, I don't email in much or anything, but I heard you ask for viewing suggestions. I recently watched Meltdown, Three Mile Island. Super interesting how close we came to a nuclear disaster only three hours from where I live here in Pennsylvania. Thought you'd be interested in it. Keep up the great content. Always listening while I'm driving from job to job. And I've been listening to you since 2010. Thanks, Tim S. Hmm. I wrote, that sounds fantastic. I remember when that happened. I was a little boy. Thank you so much. I was eight in March of 1979. And I remember that. Three Mile Island and that that's about that there was a nuclear issue and that's about the extent of what I recall. And I haven't even thought about it since then, but this is okay. So you got 1979, this one happens. And then Chernobyl where the thing actually blew up in Ukraine in the mid 1980s. Um, I highly recommend this freaking documentary. In fact, I want you to watch the uh, uh, trailer for it right now. Audio check, video check. This is the trailer to Meltdown Three Mile Island. Middletown, Pennsylvania is on edge tonight. There was a mindset throughout the industry. Highways are backed up and telephones are jammed. A major accident could never happen. Critical questions remain to be answered. The voice you hear and this guy that you see, he's the major whistleblower. All right. This was a this was a how something bad happened. And this was how greed and um oversight ignored major problems and by the narrowest of margins avoided what would have been a disaster where um, pretty much the East Coast would have been uninhabitable and with uh, hundreds of thousands of deaths, not even joking. And I believe that. But I was wrong. It was the first step in a nuclear nightmare, a breakdown in an atomic power plant. I heard a really loud noise coming from the plant. Temperatures were soaring inside the reactor. Radioactivity was getting into the control room. They wanted to keep information from the general public. It's a lot worse than what they're telling us. It's one of my favorite types of documentaries because they use actual newsreel footage from 1979 um, interspersed with dramatizations and interview with the key people involved in this. I gotta call Ralph Trump. Do you see any need to start evacuating people out of that area? No, we do not. There were indications that the accident was a massive cover-up. They're either lying to us or they don't know what they're doing. Certain days you could taste a metallic taste in your mouth. We're talking about contamination of thousands of square miles of land. The main driver here is still making money. They would take every shortcut they possibly could. Whistleblowers who come out of the nuclear industry, we always know that they are in danger. They would stop at nothing to silence him. You don't threaten my family. I will kill for them. Most people think the company didn't know what was going on. Nothing could be further from the truth. 
the world needs to know what happened at Three Mile Island. All right, yeah. I, uh, it was, it was really good. Uh, enjoyed it. Tim, well done. That was a great suggestion. I loved it. You should check it out too. Um, so then when I was, um, after I got done watching it, I was like, huh, you know, I, I don't, uh, they, they, uh, referenced one particular thing during this, um, during this show. And that was, uh, years prior in 1974, there was another incident that was going on at another nuclear power plant. I forget where, but there was a 28 year old worker at the plant um, by the name of Karen Silkwood. And um, she knew that there was some shit going on at the plant that she needed to expose that were making it so that it was a, a risk to the community. And um, I think there was a film actually made about her that was just called Silkwood. And as it turns out, she had like um, a meeting with like the newspaper and she was driving to the actual meeting to give, to blow the lid, so to speak, off of all of the regulatory uh, issues and she got into a one-car uh, crash and fucking died. But no one in America believes that she got into a one-car crash and died. They believe there was all sorts of shit that went on and someone actually killed her because of this. Side note, um, when the Three Mile Island thing took place, 12 days before the problems at the plant occurred, Jack Lemon and Jane Fonda uh, were starring in a movie that had just come out called The China Syndrome. And the film was about what happens to a community when a nuclear meltdown occurs. So everybody in America is on edge over this great fucking movie. 12 days earlier, and then it actually happens right then. And so everybody's like freaked out, like, holy shit, it's actually happening. And that, that, uh, that kind of, uh, compounded the, the, uh, problem, but it was legit. I mean, there was an actual fucking meltdown that occurred at this place and, um, not spoiling anything, all sorts of radiation, was released into the atmosphere, into the air in Middletown, Pennsylvania. And fuck, man, talk about a cover-up. There's a, a newsreel footage of them flying a helicopter like over the stacks with one of those, like a Geiger counter, you know, it's like making the crackling noises. You And then the, the needle pegs way to the right. And there's actual footage of them flying over it. And as they get closer and closer to the stacks where the uh, where the steam comes out, um, you, you see the needle start to wiggle a little and then all of a sudden, boom, it just buries it. And it's like, what the fuck? And the pilot's going, get out of here. Get out of here. Holy shit. Oh my God. Um, 
not only that, but that's uh, relatively near where like Hershey PA is. And um, like where they, where they actually make the candy bars. So the cows um, were producing the milk for the candy bars and the milk coming out of the cows is full of radiation. Jesse says, didn't they say the power company lied about how much they were releasing to present a full, to prevent a full meltdown? Oh, this whole thing, this whole thing was uh, a cover-up. Corey in Maine is back. He says the timeout was worth it. Oh, well, why don't you sit and think about another 10 minutes for that crack and then tell me if it's worth it. Ha ha. Ha ha. You don't say that about Stevie. What the fuck is wrong with you? Hi, handsome boy. That's our girl. Fucker. All right. You must check out that documentary. Meltdown Three Mile Island. Tim S. Somewhere in Pennsylvania. Get star on the forward. On the forward. Jesus. Star on the forehead for suggesting that one. Okay. Uh, if you are watching the show on Twitch, thank you. Stay right there. Facebook, um, Twitter, and YouTube, I got to I gotta let you loose. All right? Enjoy your day. But if you want the rest of the show as it happens live, you can get it on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Uh, you can also download the audio podcast wherever you download shows. Thank you so much for doing that as well. And uh, there you go. I'll send you on your way. Facebook. And Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. YouTube, Frank Fuss brought to you by um, My Policy Shop Insurance. Got a Patreon bonus podcast happening a little bit later on today. Looking forward to that, as always. Uh, each and every day when I get done with the regular podcast, I take a little time to regroup, and then we do the Patreon bonus podcast that adds to your day's uh, listening or viewing, whatever you want. I do have a, it is kind of a weird week on Patreon because, um, normally I have someone ready to go with Dale, but it's been kind of a nutty week with the whole hospital thing. And that kind of messed me up. So that did not happen. And unfortunately I hate to do this to you. Um, and I'll explain how I'm going to try to make it up. But, um, Ben said, Hey Eric, the only day I can do, um, Ben and Eric is on Friday. Um, now that I think about it, if I can get with Ben at 3 p.m. on Friday, then we can do Ben and Eric. Because I've got hockey on Friday, and I have uh, hockey on Saturday, and uh, it's just an a, a absolute clusterfuck. But let me see if I can get Ding Dong in here right now. Um, I'd like to do the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast early on Friday. Like, if we could pull off, like, a 3 p.m., then we could get that done, you know? If not, then I will have to punt until the following week. And plus, it's always just good to get Ben on the podcast. So hopefully he picks up. I don't know if he's going to, though. Your call has been Uh, forwarded. But anyway, so I'm going to try to make that a 3 p.m. start on Friday. Um, I'm also planning on releasing on Patreon. I don't yet have a name for this segment, but I have in my possession um, 
an absolute pile of cassette tapes from 25 years ago that um, rather than just releasing them and saying, yeah, listen to how shitty I was, I'm clipping the shows similar to who are these podcasts, and I'm going to break down what I was doing and what I was thinking. So basically, it's me roasting me in the style of who are these podcasts. Um, but in fact, I should get Carl on, ask him. He, he hates it when I, I just throw these sneak attack calls on him. Morning, Eric. You're live. Hey, what's happening, buddy? I have a fun idea. Okay. I found old audio from 25 years ago of me and it's, it's horrible. It's some of the worst shit that's ever happened on radio. So, I'm not surprised by that at all. So I'm clipping myself and host and ripping myself a new asshole. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's, that's what's on. I found so many tapes, Carl, you won't believe it. And it's when I listen back to it, the amount of cringe that I was experiencing actually made my, made me hurt inside. Now, is it because radio was lame back then or you were lame back then? Oh, no. Radio was the only game in town back then. Radio was fine. It's just that I can't believe that anybody even thought that I had any ability to do this for a living because it was that <laughs> it was that shitty. Yeah, well, they finally wised up, didn't they? <laughs> oh, my God, Carl. Carl, can you tell me real quick when you're going to be on Sirius XM? Uh, I'm doing uh, Weird Medicine, which is uh, Dr. Steve's show. And that airs on Saturday nights and Sunday evenings. I don't know the exacts, but if you go to Weird Medicine and Google that, you can find it. But we'll also be on the app, so you can always, uh, right. once it's out there, you can download it and listen. Now, you haven't recorded. Is it live? Do you have to go to their studio to do it? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm going to record it at home and uh, just send it in. My deadline is this Friday. Now, isn't that a show hosted by a physician, Dr. Steve? Why Why <laughs> in God's name would they have you do it? <laughs> Well, I guess they're pretty loose over there, aren't they? So basically, Dr. Steve's been on my show a bunch of times. We're on these podcasts. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put together a little compilation, a little clip show of Dr. Steve on our show, uh, talking about various topics, uh, you know, a female ejaculate and uh, John's <laughs> mental health state, you know, important things like that. So I'm going to put together a little clip package, and I'll be introducing things and just hosting it. Okay, I get it now. All right, that makes perfect yeah. sense. Uh, yeah, no, did you think I was going to go out there and just, like, spout conspiracies about the vaccine? Yeah. that would be funny, too. <laughs> I actually thought that that's what you were going to do. I was like, what the fuck is... <laughs> All right, well, I'm looking forward to that. And did you see that someone posted a Twitter um, um, handle for a uh, an event called John Con, Stuttering John Con? Yeah, uh, Stutt John Con. Yeah, the, the Stuttering John Convention for uh, 2023, yeah. <laughs> Is that that's all fake, right? No one's actually going to go, right? Well, okay. So this is the crazy part. It, it, uh, I think Cardiff Electric made it up. He, he put it out there and made a little logo for it. And then I've talked to certain people who want to actually make it happen. We have a venue lined up. We might actually do something where it's uh, a live podcast, a roast, and not necessarily a Stuttering Jack convention, but <laughs> maybe a whole weekend of just John-related activities. Yes, for a weekend. We're, we might pull that together. God damn it. If he just decides to lean into this, he could become a leader of men. Well, it's funny. I thought yesterday he was because all of a sudden he, st he stopped, started unblocking all these people. 
And I'm getting notes from people, Johnson blocking everyone. I was like, wow, okay, so maybe he's wising up. He's going to lean into this and take the questions from the trolls and, and respond. No, it turns out he blocked so many people that he couldn't find the people that he needed to unblock, so he just had to unblock everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll oh. never learn. All right. Uh, who are these.com? That is my favorite podcast, and the free podcast is twice a week now. And uh, it of is. course, I'm doing a show today. Yes, indeed. Of course, Carl has a Patreon as, uh, as well, one of the uh, hottest uh, things on Patreon, and it's all there on his website, who are these.com. He is one of the. Uh, uh, most talented people when it comes to doing funny things online podcast for him. So Carl, thank you. So uh, again, I am so happy. I was able to interrupt your morning out of the blue and uh, that's how we roll here. As you know, thanks Eric. And please send me a link uh, to this audio. I want to hear you uh, goofing on you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in fact, I've got uh, what I'd like to do is uh, every now and then send you in in advance and have you clip a show so we can rip, you can help me rip me a new asshole. Oh, I love it. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Okay, Carl. Have a great one. Thanks, <laughs> Eric. See you, buddy. Carl, from wherever these podcasts is absolutely fantastic. Um, all right. So I'm going to post that on Patreon this week. Again, I don't yet have a name for this. Um, I'm sure some of you might be able to come up with a name for this segment and, uh, and this recurring bit that is going to be added to what I do on Patreon. It is a Patreon-only thing. Yet another reason to sign up for the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Okay. The open and live stream of today's show brought to you by Sarah Honda Granville. S-E-R-R-A. Sarah Honda Granville.com. Where, all right, you can go in, test drive a brand new vehicle, a Honda product that you uh, may be interested in, and uh, then do some uh, little custom work. Well, you know, what type of color you want, what type of this, that, whatever uh, features that you want on the vehicle a couple weeks later, boom, it uh, it, show, it shows up and then you got your brand new car. That's the way it's uh, being done these days. The industry has uh, uh, adapted. So that's how you do it. As well, at Sarah Honda Granville along Kenwa Avenue in Granville, Michigan, they have hundreds of certified pre-owned vehicles, excuse me, on the lot right now. S-E-R-R-A, Sarah Honda, Granville.com. I asked about, I go, I go, so if people go right now and check what is certified pre-owned there, they go, well, yeah, that's, that's true. However, the inventory changes quickly in that segment of their, uh, of their sales there, certified pre-owned cars. So you're better off actually visiting saying, Hey, this asshole, Eric Zane, um, invited me or told me to come over and see you. And uh, there you go. Okay. Uh, all right. Thank you to Sarah Honda Granville. Thank you to Bennett Flooring Installation as well. 616-318-0167. If you need flooring installed professionally the first time, uh, expert level of installation. Uh, world-class flooring installation from Bennett Flooring Installation. 616-318-0167. Reach out to them. They'll show up and measure the room. Uh, if you uh, want to save the most money, uh, take the old flooring out yourself. The flooring that I want you to install, I want you to purchase it from Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan also. Uh, if you head over there on Chicago Drive, right behind the Little Caesars, that's where they are. Ugly, 
Catan building, small red sign. Can't miss it. Right behind a Little Caesars. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. All right, I got some show and tell here. Uh, this time around, uh, well, the baseball playoffs are going on. And, okay, I haven't watched one baseball game. The only thing I ever watch on baseball is when something ridiculous happens. Anything, anytime I talk about anything on baseball, it's when something uh, ridiculous happens. Oh, uh, Aram says Corey is back. Okay, Corey, I see you've learned your lesson, I hope. If if not, I, I am going to ban you again. So uh, apologize to Stevie immediately. And if you don't, I'm going to ban you again. You have choices here. Either don't apologize to Stevie or apologize to Stevie. If you choose one of those, good things will happen. If you choose the other, uh, bad things will happen. Okay. You have about one minute. I'll be watching. Just so you know, I'm the boss here. I am the CEO. You do not have any authority. You are here simply because I allow you to be. Now go ahead and apologize to one of my favorite. Sorry, I trolled Eric. No, you have to say sorry, Stevie. That's it. Enjoy your several more minutes away. 10 more minutes away. All right. Anyway, where the fuck was I? Shut up now. Okay, baseball game. God, this is fantastic. Uh, the Astros are down 7-5 to five to Seattle in game one of the best of five series. Uh, some enormous man named... Uh, Jordan Alvarez is up to bat. Bottom of the ninth, down two runs. Audio check, video check. And then this happens. Holy crap. Then to try to close it on a Tuesday. Alvarez. Oh, holy shit. This one is gone. And the Astros walk him Did you see and hear that? That, that, that incredible... Just crack of the bat, that beautiful swing. That's spectacular. Oh, my God. Holy crap. Then to try to close it on a Tuesday. Alvarez. Oh, holy shit, did he hit that fucking thing. Oh, my God, that was awesome. Deep right field. And this one is gone. And the Astros the reactions by the players. It's just this coach is like, ah, fucking shit. Look at this. That is awesome. There's another view from field level to show you the uh, bat flip and some of the reactions by the players. And he knew it right when he hit it. That's a big man. Oops. We talk about only two guys with over a thousand OPS. And that was him. There was one the audio on this clip is a little lower than I want it to be. But watch the bat flip. He hits it. I thought he was going to start walking back to the dugout. The flip that fucking bat. And that was him. There was one guy. I said, coming in, you don't want to bring him up. 
a 438-foot homer into the second deck. And it sends the Astros. This guy, as soon as he hit it, he knew it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I like the uh, comment that um, Chris in Maine says, thank you for waiting four hours and 28 minutes to see this one exciting moment. Oh, so true. So true. Oh, my God. That Hey, that's all I need to do is see that. I don't need to see anything else from that stupid game. You know? Oh, my God. Another sports-related story. Troy Aikman is on the hot seat. And I, I can't believe this. Uh, what, what What's going on here is in the Kansas City Chiefs-Las uh, Vegas Raiders game, there was a moment when one of the Chiefs players came running at uh, Derek Carr, the quarterback for the Raiders, and he got his hands on him and stripped the ball out of his hand and then sacked him. Now, when he was tackling him, the big guy kind of landed on him. And it, it I, I don't, they called a uh, roughing the passer penalty. And supposedly the rule states that if you are tackling a quarterback during a sack, if you do nothing to try to uh, make it so the weight of your body uh, falling on the quarterback, if you if you don't try to like roll off of them when you so in a split second you you go and tackle them, and then while falling through the air to hit the turf, you have to kind of stop tackling them, and so he he landed on Derek Carr and he, Carr's fine, he's not hurt. Um, fumble, people falling, uh, fighting for the ball. I think the Chiefs got it. I don't even know, frankly. But they called, like, a roughing the passer penalty. And it's bullshit. And uh, uh, Troy Aikman, he made a comment now, and uh, all of the uh, woke people in the world are pissed off and saying he hates women because he made a, as they describe it, a misogynistic comment. And I, I don't think at all that this was a misogynistic. Well, it is, but I don't think it, it's just fucking, who cares? God damn it. All right, audio check, video check. Play again, the ball comes out right there. And the ball is possessed by Jones. By the way, that's just bullshit that they call that roughing the passer. Uh, 85 here is is tackling dude. Play again. Or 95. Look at it. The ball comes out right there. And the ball is possessed by Jones. He's going to the ground with Carr. His body's there. It's just where it, it is. It's too much. I mean, my hope is the competition committee looks at this in the next set of meetings and, you know, we take the dresses off. Second. Okay, so because he said... I hope that the competition committee takes the dresses off. Unbelievable. So now everybody is just killing Troy Aikman over this. Kenny writes, I saw something, saw someone saying this was the first guy that ever got a roughing the passer call while holding the football. (laughs) Holy shit. And I was reading awful announcing and, 
They are, they're just killing Aikman over this. Uh, unfortunately, Monday Night Football color commentator Troy Aikman took things too far on the ESPN broadcast when describing what happened. There are many other comparisons to make in order to make in order to point out how absurd this call was than saying you want the NFL to take the metaphorical dresses off the quarterbacks. Other people said about the NFL becoming two-hand touch. So they're like, look, he could have done this. Instead, he said, taking the dresses off. Dallas Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons said that the NFL wants us to play like we are playing in the Pro Bowl, which will now be a flag football game, by the way. Aikman was trying to make a point of how ridiculous this call was, and he technically did that. But it's still no excuse to go misogynistic with it. Well, maybe the rules committee wears dresses. Who knows? Hopefully the next time referees make a terrible call that protects the quarterback, Aikman takes that phrase out of his vocabulary and uses a much more appropriate comparison that will make his point. Ha <laughs> ha. Shut up, asshole. Who gives a shit? Come on. I hope he goes the other way. You know, I hope he does the old, yeah, well, if the rules committee reviews it, I hope it's not that time of the month for him. Just to double down on that shit. God, now I sound like Corey in Maine. Kyle says, what about sarcastic ball where they wear bras and tinfoil hats while balloons float above them? It might be a reference that I just don't get. Josh writes, the the irony of this is all of these uptight, upset women only wear pantsuits and wouldn't be caught dead in a dress. Yeah, but the guy who wrote that isn't a woman. It's a dude. All right. Uh, Dear Meathead, moments away. Eric at EricZaintShow.com on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. Thank you to Ben Weller. For sending this one. A group of people with unusual laughter were put together on a TV show. He suggested to me that I get um, Diana to watch this to get a reaction video. And I'm like, and I did, and she didn't, she just thought it was crazy. It, it wasn't much of a reaction from her. Um, these people are speaking French. You won't be able to understand what they're saying unless you speak French. Um, but the laughs on these people, uh, w- one of them sounds like uh, like some type of um, buzzer that you hear where, or a bell you hear when somebody gets a trivia answer right. It sounds like one of those horns that you hear that people play all the time. But, oh, my God, this is incredible. Audio check, video check. This is going to drive some of you nuts. Okay, right there. That's her laugh. It sounds like that. You got it right. You got, you got, you got trivia horn and you've got snorter. 
And then you got Shrieker. And by the way, this chick, oh, God. The gum to tooth ratio out of hand. That's a real problem. No, it's not serious. The laughter. The laughter. It's the air that passes on the end of the larynx. And it's true that I have a larynx more or less. That's her laugh. Come on. I like this dude. He like can't believe it. He cannot believe that that's happening. <laughs> Holy fuck. I'm not even sure which one's making that noise. I think it's Roly Poly Chick. I think she's making the noise. Non, du pip, ça fait du bien quand même de This one, who, I don't know. God, she looks like a, a a retarded member of the evil empire here. I, I... <laughs> Je repose ma question. <laughs> On ne tient plus la poule. Il vous... Il vous... Il y a la poule et la mouette qui s'y mettent. On est mal. <laughs> Shit. Nasima. Votre rire de klaxon vous a déjà mis dans des difficultés dans dans des ans. That's it. Oh my god. What the fuck? I think Budhead Lautner competes with them. Oh my god. Should have let the Germans keep France because of this. Oh, man. And there's the comment. Reminds me of when uh, Eric and Butthead Lautner, Eric got Butthead Lautner and Dinah together to open the laughter wormhole. It was spectacular. Oh, my God. All right. Dear Meathead, brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. Let's get Dad on the phone. If you have a uh, last-minute question for Dad, you know what? Let me do this. Uh, let me catch up on some ads before I bring Dad in because otherwise the last hour is going to be like all commercials. Um, sign up for Cameo, cameo.com slash Eric Zane if you want me to do something, maybe roast somebody, a friend of yours, or uh, I, I, basically whatever you want. I can be as uh, sweet and mean as you want me to be. Uh, you're the boss, and it's just $15.99. Uh, no one puts more effort into their cameos than your old pal, Eric Zane. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Thank you to Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan. Go there for uh, uh, check out the burgers, uh, the, the drinks, whatever it is. It's awesome. It's a great place. 
Uh, you will love their burgers, the absolute best. In fact, they've won awards for their burgers. You know, every year the news, the uh, M Live or whatever does, oh, yeah, best of whatever. They they won an award for the olive burger. It's absolutely fantastic. They make kind of like this olive aioli and, and like spread it on there. It's not like a bunch of olives thrown on like pickles. That's too much olive. You got to have it in a smashed aioli. That's what they do. Bosco's Pub. Also, I'm a big fan of the Luigi Burger. You haven't had a hamburger until you've had one with mozzarella sticks, pepperoni, and marinara. Yes, that's on a burger. If you do grab it, don't set it down. If you set it down, it's going to explode. Bosco's Pub, Hudsonville, Michigan, part of Terra Square. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, 616-532-6600 for Irvine's Auto Repair. Uh, They work on all makes and models of cars, hybrids, and EVs, about the only thing that they won't work on, Volkswagens. Check out their website. Look at their Google reviews from satisfied customers, hundreds of them, giving them a five-star average, ervines, ervines.com for Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. And then, of course, Dumpster Divers. Kyle from Dumpster Divers. Call or text 616-375-9962 if you need anything. Uh, maybe you're uh, decluttering the house. Perhaps you're doing a, your own DIY construction project. Dumpster Divers. You will pay less for dumpsters when you order them through Dumpster Divers. And you can also do it online. DumpsterDiversLLC.com is their website. Thank you to Baldwin Ace Hardware for sponsoring Dear Meathead. Let's bring Dad in. Good morning. Good morning, Ruby. How are you? I'm well. How about yourself? Uh, doing fantastic. How's everything at the house? Well, it's cold. <laughs> yeah, you know, the weather's changing, no doubt about it. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, How about you? How about you guys, your place? Same thing. Same thing. little chilly, but I love this time of year, and I know you do because, I mean, I imagine you woke up, you got your coffee, you looked out the back door, you saw leaves, and that means fun. Well, unfortunately, I haven't had my coffee yet. Oh, okay. My, my coffee maker is uh, not up yet. Oh, oh, she said she is. I just uh, hear her. Okay. So I yeah. am too. So she actually makes your coffee for you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, what do you, do you just drink it black or you put anything in it? Black. Me too. Me too. That's, That's a- the way I like it. All right. Well, um, okay. Yeah, we're off and running. Uh, did you see that story about the asteroid that... Uh, NASA has diverted. Have you been following that story at all? No, I haven't. Okay, so way out in space, 7 million miles away, there's uh, an asteroid. And it's it was no threat to the Earth to hit the Earth, but they wanted to see if they could move it in, in the event that they were ever faced with the possibility of one striking the planet, you know? Yeah. So they uh, sent up... Um, like a considerable amount of time ago, many months ago, a um, an object into space that they could navigate, and they flew it into the asteroid at 14,000 miles an hour, and they were able to actually divert the path of the asteroid. 
proving. Oh my, yes, I did hear that. Yes. I did hear that, but I wasn't paying attention to it. Wow. <laughs> proving that we have the ability to um, save the planet if in the event we are faced with the possibility of an asteroid smashing into Earth and messing everything up for us. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's awesome. Hey, the next time I see you, Dad, uh, I have something to share with you. I have some show and tell. Um, uh, My mother, years before she passed, she gave me a uh, box of little keepsakes, okay? Like things that I made when I was in uh, grade school and stuff like that. Yeah. And included in that, um, I have a letter from your boss in 1972 um, congratulating you on having a wonderful uh, week in life insurance sales for Life of Virginia Life Insurance Company. Yeah, it's it's really great. And then I also have a speech that you wrote and um, uh, typed on a typewriter because I guess you were speaking to a group of, a large group of insurance salesmen at like a convention or something. Yes. And I have your speech, your words that you wrote for that speech. Was it good? Yeah, it was very good. It was wow. like it was like a motivational speech that you wrote out. Yeah. That, that is something. You know, you you have collected some great, great uh, pieces of material. You know that? Well, <laughs> well uh, you know, I actually, uh, my mother did it, and she just gave it to me. And it's remarkable because... If I, she must not have known that it was in the box because I think she would have burned it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Cracked Joanna. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a period of time where I think she had a voodoo doll made of you. Oh, and she was. God. And listen, don't, don't kid yourself. Your mom and I had wonderful years. Oh uh, yeah, I know, but there was a oh. there was yeah, absolutely, but there was a period when uh, I think you might have been public enemy number one. Yes, that's true. So I also have in my possession, uh, Life of Virginia would uh, they had like a, a a newspaper, a publication that they would um, uh, publish to their um, employees, and I have uh, you also. You you received a lot of commendation from them because yes, I, did. I have uh, in 1968 or 1969 they actually made a, a a print article of you and and there's a picture of you uh, very young man early 30s I have it and that's actually yeah. I have that um uh, and I want to show it to you I have several copies yeah I would like to see that I yeah I, I I can't wait next time I come see you I will bring all those keepsakes. That'll be great. And share that with you. So I just. Wow. And well, I, and, I'm proud of you for actually paying attention to this kind of thing. Well, you know, I didn't actually because I've had the box for years and I've never really gone through it. And uh, uh, th- then I just did the other day. I go, oh, my God, my dad would love to see this stuff, you know? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. Yeah. And uh, you're going to be here very soon. You and I get to hang out. Me, you and Kevin. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, it sounds like you you don't remember, but 
Uh, Jackie, I was just thinking. I was just thinking. Well, Jackie is having a uh, a shower for her wedding. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And okay. Joanne and uh, and Elizabeth and Sue are coming out, and you are coming too. But you're not going to go to the shower. You're going to hang out with me, and we're going to go to the strip bar. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> me, you, and Kevin are going to go to the strip club. Well, there you go. You make the day then. Yeah, all right. Um, all right, Dad, I have a question from uh, a very dear friend named Stevie, and she says, hello, Reuben. I am painting a room in my home. Now, Reuben, the color on the walls is different from the color on the white ceiling. She asks, do you have any tips for not getting any of the dark paint on the ceiling. Tape it. Tape it. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty pretty good. Like you just that's, that's simple. Just put a piece of paper, tape that peels off easily. Yeah. All around it. And uh, but still, uh, do with care. Yes. You they won't get uh, paint around. I think that if you if you tape it. Not only do you tape it, but you got to make sure you get right on that line because if you get over it too much, it just, it's either, it's going to look wonky. You got to make sure it's straight and sharp, that line. Well, there's one other way, a very stiff, large piece of cardboard that you put it against a wall to where the paint can meet it. And paint while you're holding it with one hand, and paint with the other hand. I've, I've, uh, I've tried that too, and sometimes it gets a little wonky. It, yeah, yeah it, it gets out in the crevices. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think the first way is the way to go. You're right. Taping is the very best thing, but the only thing is when you're gonna peel it off. Uh, I'm trying to think. You gotta let it dry before you peel. Well, no, when you let it dry, you can peel the paint with it. Well, yeah, but um, usually the paint can, you know, do that. I I, but, uh, uh, I I I just did this not long ago, and as long as you get that thing off a couple hours after it dries, I think yeah. you're you're fine. And if you do, if it does peel paint off, you can just touch it up. I think that's the you way to touch go. Touch it up again, right? Good yep. idea. All right. Uh, let's see here. Randall writes, Meathead, I love candy. Okay, he's a fan of candy, he writes. He loves uh, candy called Circus Peanuts. Those are those orange things. Ne- uh, Necco wafers and candy corn. Uh, he's now. Uh, he says, what are your favorite kinds of candy? Is there any kind of candy from your childhood that you cannot get here in the U.S.? Not really, as far as that goes. But the one thing that I do, uh, I do recall, we were not allowed to have too much candy when we were growing up. Yeah, I imagine candy in Iran would be like uh, a rock dipped in sugar. I didn't know anything about candy when I was in Iran. I learned all about it in America. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, that's. I did. I am. I can't. Uh, I can just only. Pi- I can picture how you know your eyes would have lit up when you got your first piece of candy here in the U.S. Well, yes, it did. But uh, 
we were really not into. I mean, we, first of all, we don't have the money to get candy. No. No, no. I mean. And then whatever we did uh, was very minute. Yes. Boy, man, I tell you what. Uh, I can see why you love America so much. Oh, my God. Hey, let me just explain what my breakfast was consisted of. Uh-huh. Unless I've already said that to you before. Well, I don't remember. Uh, uh, take take us through it. Was it leaves and grass clippings? No, 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 no. A cup of tea. Cup of tea. And a slice of bread. For breakfast? That was my breakfast to eat that and go to school. Boy, it, I don't know how you can uh, learn with, with that much hunger in your belly. I mean, did... When you when you go to school, do they do they have like a school lunch program or anything? Maybe give you like maybe a couple. The school was when when the twelve o'clock came, you went home, and two hours you stayed home and go back to school again for another two hours. You got a two hour lunch to go home. Yeah, you get two hours. Okay, and then did Grandma feed you? Then were you allowed to eat food? Like we eat at home whatever we had, and we would take a nap. Well, what was typical for lunch? Maybe some dog? No, 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 no. We had leftovers. Usually a lot of it is bread and butter, honey. You guys love your bread and butter there in Iran. Well, we couldn't have, we didn't have anything else. You didn't have anything else, yeah. Uh, all right. John writes, Dear Meathead, Snow is coming. I plow snow with my tractor. And it's very cold. I don't have an enclosed cab. So I wear, I wear a lot of uh, uh, winter clothes to stay warm. If I get a cab, it's going to cost me $7,000. Should, yeah. should I keep plowing without the cab, or should I just or should I suck it up and buy the cab? No, I just do it by hand. <laughs> no. Uh, so he, I, I just do it by hand. Right, but he's got a tractor, but he wants to know if he should make it so that he doesn't have to freeze. Well, what's wrong with it? If you got a tractor, then what's the problem? Well, yeah, he's he's complaining. I think he's he's going soft, you know. I mean, yeah, he's got a tractor, but he gets cold when he's sitting on a tractor, so he wants he wants to make it so that uh, he can do it in the warmth, you know, like uh, it, it would basically be like your lawn tractor you have at home with yeah. with a plow, right. and then it, you would attach a device where you can uh, stay warm. Yeah, we, we had that, uh, as far as that goes. But then again, uh, we didn't really, uh, I didn't have any issue with it. Yeah, $7,000 for that? That's ridiculous. No, I, I, I would not have that kind of tractor. No, suck it up. What Quit. I had was just uh, making my own type of thing. You had a Mickey Mouse type of thing. Yeah, I know. Hey, I mean, you know, I never spent that kind of money for that stuff. And ordinarily, uh, at the point that I am doing it currently is, all I have is I have a very long driveway. Uh, I just do it by hand. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, I know, I know. And, and I, at age 88, that's not a big deal. Can you, uh, can you tell me, uh, side note, um, the day you started to add the term Mickey Mouse to your uh, repertoire, do you do you recall the first thing you described as Mickey Mouse? 
No, I don't know. I, it just came naturally. Yeah. I don't know what country it came from. Yeah. But it did come from. If I'm, under, if I'm understanding correctly, something that's small and not that effective is Mickey. Uh, Mickey Mouse basically uh, is some cheap item. A cheap item is a Mickey Mouse item. It's a Mickey Mouse thing. Gotcha. Okay. Very good. Uh, okay. Moving on, Dad. Um, Jason writes, Meathead, you're the highlight of my week. I Hi, wish, Jason. and he says, I wish more people had your old school approach to life. Uh, when I see men wearing sandals, flip-flops, or Crocs, I lose respect for them. This type of footwear is only for women or when you are yeah, at the, I agree. or when you are at the beach. What do you think of men wearing sandals, flip-flops, or Crocs? I, I never liked that on men. Yeah. It's just, they, if you're at the beach, first of all, try to be in an area that doesn't have too many abrasive uh, pointed uh, st- uh, metal, uh, stones and rocks and all that. But uh, barefooted is what was our way. No so, shoes. No shoes at all. No shoes at all. All right, I'm, I'm writing this down. Try not to be in abrasive areas, you said. Yeah. Of course, we really didn't have any beaches. I mean... You had landmines. Joanne said you had landmines. <laughs> yeah, what... Hey, what happened to Vaha? Oh, he stepped on a mine. Uh, <laughs> that's... I mean... Let me just tell you our excitement in life. I had two, three guys, cronies that were buddies of mine. Somehow or other, I don't know how it happened, I got a hold of a three-wheel, I don't know what they call call them. A vehicle. Not a vehicle. It's a hand, hand type of a thing. Not a car. Uh, it's like a, like a, a wagon. Wagon. Like a that's wagon. That's what it is. All right, yeah. Three-wheel wagon. I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know where we got it. Uh, Joanne think that I stole. I don't know. Probably. Probably. Oh. No, no, not drove. This was a wagon. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we, we had it on, I, I don't know how I got it, but we had a lot of hills. I had it on top of the hills. It stayed there all the time. And me and my cronies would get up there. And get it on there. One of us, two of us, will push, push the wagon wheel down the hill, and one guy will be sitting there. Often enough, that thing tipped over. Wow! Well, you're that lucky. Going down. You're lucky. You're not dead. That's probably no, seven. No, we, we just it was a the hill had nothing but good soft dirt. Oh yeah, I know it. But I can just imagine you th- th- tipping but, on you uh, and smashing uh, into a tree. That was our f- and we don't even know how we got a hold of the wagon. I, I thought it was a very expensive looking wagon. Yeah, there's some guy in uh, in Tehran like, my God, these bastards stole my rock getter. I don't know, you know. And we lived in in a, in a, a village lake. Oh, I know, I know. And uh, you guys, I I've heard so many stories. I mean. Uh, the the problem is the people where you live, uh, nothing could be done because you had the police eating out of your hand because of your silver. Right across the street. Yeah, the silverware. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the American guy would always come around. Yep. The American guy 
would go to police department, he always had some kind of issue. And they always needed a plate and a yeah. uh, fork and all that, and the cops would be coming up because not they. We need some plates. If they didn't, if you didn't, if you weren't there with the plates and silverware, they would have starved. They probably were. They I'm owed you. you. That's why you ruled the school is because of the plates and the silverware. Everybody, uh, life was so great out there, know. you know. Great Especially life. Especially when at a young age, you got a lot of pull. Yeah, I know it. You were like the leader of the gang. And, and that's just great. Uh, Rob has a question. Dear Meathead, I was wondering if you had any tips on how to keep my chainsaw chain sharp. I was using it recently, and it was so dull it would barely cut at all. Well, the, ch- the only reason that thing gets dull is because you use and use and use, and uh, you don't sharpen it, you know. Yeah, you got to. You got you to gotta sharpen that. Always have a sharp. got to be sharpened. Uh-huh. And it doesn't cost a whole lot of money to sharpen it unless you want to buy one of the apparatus and sharpen it yourself. Some people, yeah, use like a file and they do it there. But that, I, I've seen videos of that. It, I, I, there's no way I could do that. And it seems like... Uh, there's too many teeth to go through. It's a pain in the ass. Just pay somebody yeah. a few bucks and have them do it. But uh, to sharpen is no big deal. You, you get that gizmo, put them on the table, and... Uh, I got one touch. That thing is done. No, I sent mine out because I, I just I didn't have the mentality or the talent to do that. Okay, you. So you, as you said, I'm writing this down. You use that gizmo, <laughs> and and then yeah. you. But you didn't have the mentality to do it. No, and the equipment. You know, the chainsaw, you get it going, then you, you have to barely touch it. Just, you know. Right on, it, yep. Now, uh, I, Otherwise, it'll eat up that uh, whole thing. We got another question about the chainsaw and uh, going back to uh, footwear. Uh, Josh says, dear Meathead, my neighbor has been cutting down trees between our house here in New England. I've noticed that when he's using the saw, the chainsaw, he's wearing Crocs. I'm very concerned about his safety. Should I say something or would that be out of line? Do you have any insight on what you should wear on your feet when using a chainsaw? Well, that to me is uh, really playing with uh, one hell of a problem. Uh, Walking around barefooted or uh, you need to wear boots. I see what you do when you start using that kind of stuff. You're really protecting yourself. I'm yeah. really proud of you doing that. Yeah, but it I costs would. Money a lot of a lot of money to buy the kind, yeah. of, kind of things you got. I I always uh, uh, use the utmost of protection. I have never worn anything inappropriate when using a chainsaw. That's a great thing you're doing. That's I always looked at this. Oh my God, why couldn't I be doing that? But then again, I never had the money to buy the kind of thing that you have. Uh, Joanne says I wouldn't use it, but I would've used it. Like an eight with a- but I, I'm in a rush. I, I've got I'm video. In a rush to do things. I've got video with you wearing tennis shoes, untied, with no socks, really, really short shorts, so short it looked like your ding dong was gonna fly out of them, and and uh, and no shirt. Well, yeah, hey, I was in a hurry to get it done. I ain't gonna screw around with that. 
Oh, my God. All right. Jimmy writes this. Dear Meathead, I just moved in with my girlfriend. All is good, except that when she goes number two, it smells like rotten eggs and cabbage. She won't turn the fan on, and I don't know how to approach this uncomfortable conversation. Any advice before my face melts off? Thank you. Thank you, Meathead. Well, first of all, I don't see what's wrong with you reminding someone, hey, listen, would you mind turning the fan on? Or yeah. according to Japan, put something in a spray in there that constantly smells good. Yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do something. It should be no problem to 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 get that off your chest, right? If you but can't, the one, the one thing I know that girlfriend there should know one thing: as soon as she is doing her business, flush the toilet right away. Exactly. Right there, Ex- while she's doing it. Yes, that is that is called a courtesy flush. Yes. I don't know why people don't do that more often. It gets rid of the waste. Absolutely. So there's a little bit of water. If you're uh, saving on water, well, you're a foolish person. Get a new girlfriend. Get a new girlfriend. I like that. Go ahead. So get rid of the girlfriend. Dad, when you were in Iran, did you have plumbing? No. So you have to go in like a like a can? Listen, <laughs> I'll tell you. Our, our, our toilet was about 30, 35 feet away from the house. Oh, you had an outhouse. Outhouse. Okay. That's what we did. And uh, wiped ourselves with newspaper. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yes. Newspaper. Wow, you paint a picture. A tea for breakfast with a piece of bread. Well, that's the way it was. And then, uh, yeah, you, and then, holy craps, uh, when you came to the U.S., you must have been like, this is a fairy tale land. Oh, wow. Wow. I didn't know what to do. Uh, Travis writes, good morning, Ruben and Joanne. I have a question. What is your opinion on people who leave refrigerators, boats, air conditioner units in their yard? <laughs> uh, never heard of that. Well, you know, like, uh, uh, Mastage's house on the way up north when you drive by Mastage's, they got all yeah. that shit on the front yard. Uh, he says, is this classy or should they clean their yard up? I think that's stupid. Yeah, clean it up. I mean, refrigeration and all that should be right within your reach every time you want it well, in your house. No, I think, I think it's... Uh, uh, I think it's like not, not functioning stuff that's kind of cluttering the front yard. Oh... I get it. I think they're idiots doing that. Yeah, leaving all the junk out there. Oh, oh, my God. They put it out there. They'll pick it up for some use of some kind. Yeah. Somebody get it. uh, You can get some money for scrap. Uh, Something. Just get get rid of it. Don't even look for the money. Yes. Throw it in the dump. That's what the dump is for. No, put it out there. Somebody will take it. Believe me, somebody will take it. That's true. Yeah. Oh, it's there. Put it up okay. to the yeah. road. No, that's, those are low-life people when they do that. Uh, Nathan writes, Meathead, my daughter was in a fight at school. Another student tried to steal something out of her lunch. Although I'm proud of her for defending herself, how can I explain to her that 
uh, someone stealing a piece of candy out of her lunch is not worth fighting over. So he says, I'm proud of her that she defended herself, but she probably shouldn't have slugged the kid for taking, because the kid took her lunch. I agree with you. She shouldn't have done that. And then, and in reality, if they were that desperate for candy, I honestly would buy a little bit of candy or something, give it to you, here's some candy for you. Kind of like uh, make a friend as opposed to starting a fight is what you're saying. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. So you never know. I mean, now, I mean, she probably gave the kid a black eye, and uh, now she's going to be in trouble. And for what? A candy that's worth 12 cents? Right. And, uh, yeah, she. I, I think there's an old saying, you can get more flies with honey than vinegar. Absolutely. Have you heard that yeah. one before? I, I love that one. Enjoy. So you give candy. Yeah. Oh, no, that's great. Hey, this kid probably <clears throat> never gets candy in his life. Yeah, it's like you in never Iran. Did, yeah, when you come to the U.S., I bet you were stealing people's lunch all the time. If you really want to embarrass her or put your point across, have your mom buy, uh, have her mom buy a bunch of candy, package it, and say, go over there, hey, I'd like to get, give you this candy. Uh-huh. Okay. Isn't that a great world when you do that? Boy, you have come so far. It's it's remarkable. I no, mean, my bases are the same. I mean, there was years ago when uh, if this happened to you, you would, uh, you know, uh, uh, get a lead pipe and bash somebody over the no, head. No, I'm not that kind of thing. I, well, I'm, I'm really telling that with the, today's analogy of my personality. For today, what I am. I don't remember what the heck I was. I know one thing. I would never let anybody push me around. Did you just say today is an analogy of your personality? Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got it. I know what you're saying. All right. Wow. Uh, that's, the, that's the way it is. I got. I took a lot of notes. Of course, I wrote down the term Gizmo, Mickey Mouse. We talked about candy in Iran. Um, try not to be in abrasive areas if you have no shoes on. That's the big takeaway. And today is an analogy for my personality. There you go. Uh, Dad, so, okay, you know, um, I think it's going to rain today, so you might be stuck inside. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I will. Well, I can end up in the garage. All right. Do do some putzing. I'm with you. I love that. Yeah. I'll okay. definitely spend some time in there. Okay. Well, you guys, I love you very much. Everybody loves you, too. You did a, a wonderful job, as always, and uh, I'm I, uh, looking forward to seeing you very soon. Well, I appreciate your time given to us, Hadi. I really love you dearly, and I hope I uh, will see you soon, huh? Okay, Dad. And Joanne, you guys are the best. Okay, dog. Okay. Love you, too. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. There you go. Dear me, Dad. Brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. Holy cow. He never lets down. Never, ever does he let down. Nor does Joanne. Uh, you, I mean, seriously. you got you. If you don't have one, like if, if I'm talking to my dad, and I sense that Joanne had left the room. I'm like, ah, oh, 
fuck, it's the wrong dynamic. Or if, uh, if I'm just talking to her, it's, it's a totally different vibe. It has to be the way it is right now. Cherish these moments. Uh, don't ever take them for granted. That's what I tell myself regularly. And that's why every single time with them is unbelievably special. Thank you for being part of it. On that note, I have to pee. Okay? So we must take a break. That's okay because I have more things I want to share with you. Okay? All right. Hold that thought, and I will be right back. You'll be able to see how much better I'm moving now. Yeah, um, feels much better. Um, but in fact, I woke up this morning and I said to Diane, I go, I think this is the conversation I had with the doctor, the emergency room doctor, when I was getting stitched up, I go, can I run a marathon or half marathon? She goes, "Mm, well, stitches aren't supposed to come out until seven days, but you could still run with stitches. Um, she goes, that's honestly a decision I would leave up to you as to how it feels. Can you run? So this morning I got up I go, Hey, and I have no sock on or anything. It's just my foot with a bandaid on it. And I'm like, my foot feels better. I might try to run. Daddy goes, really? I go, yeah, I bet you I can run. Then I put on my slipper, the dog with the slipper. That's Kipper, Kipper the dog. And I put it on. And then the second my foot started to slide in that and the actual where the stitches are was touching the inside of the slipper. I was like, oh, uh fucking shit. No, 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 no. Ouch. And she goes, yeah, don't. You know, I don't even think about it. Just relax. Take your L and move on. I go, you're right. You're right. I was just... um. Going over the details of it, you saw that the uh, Crimean Bridge was destroyed by a terror attack. Um, That Crimea is uh, the peninsula part of Ukraine that the Russians overtook years ago. I think it was like 2014 that they took that. And then Putin built a bridge, a long-ass bridge, from mainland Russia to Crimea. And... Um, well, they blew that fucking thing up. Somebody blew it up over the past weekend, which has resulted in all sorts of, uh, renewed bombardments by the Russians. Um, so they fucked it up and, uh, there was, they, they, the Russians have arrested eight people. The mastermind of which of blowing up that bridge was an Armenian. Armenians hate Russians. Uh, sovereign nation taken over by the Soviet Union way back when. It wouldn't surprise me if Russia, after they, if they're successful and they won't be, taking over Ukraine, if they try to reclaim other uh, 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 parts of the sovereign world in uh, the Euro-Asian region that it is, and Armenia would fall into that. Five citizens of Russia, three citizens of Ukraine and Armenia who participated in the uh, preparation of that crime. 
my cousin, uh, Gogo, or Gregor, uh, my cousin Gregor, he used to, believe it, he lives in San Francisco now, but he was drafted when he lived in um, the area of the, he actually lived in Russia, an Armenian living in Russia. And he was drafted. He actually served in the Russian army. Footnote, I have a cousin that served in the Russian army back in the day. Runner Girl says, when has Eric done anything sensible? Why start now? You know, you're lucky I like you. You're lucky I like you. Corey trying to stay. Yeah, I don't think he ever did apologize. He says Russia is using Iranian drones. Yeah, that's a big staple of their armament right now is using these stupid drones to blow shit up. My God, just don't fucking use nukes. All right. Get yourself an Eric Zane podcast t-shirt. If you want a Zaniac shirt, I am going to delete that design very soon. So if, uh, if you can get to it quickly, cause I plan on, um, canceling that one off of, um, T public where I have my shirts. I am getting rid of the name Zaniac. I want it uh, abolished. I don't want anything to do with the fucking name. Uh, so if you want a Zaniac t-shirt, you have probably to the end of the day. And then I am wiping it out. You can get those on my website, which I think actually my website is down right now. So I might have to give you another day. There was problems. Uh, I had to call uh, Ty, the GoDaddy guy, to fix that for me. But, um, yeah, I think there is something weird going on with my website. But it's getting fixed right now. But uh, T-shirts, you can get them at my website, ericsaintshow.com. Thank you to Frank Fuss. When it comes to insurance, there is a way out if you don't have insurance, you know. Uh, God forbid if anything ever bad happens to you and you are not insured, what a absolute headache you're going to get yourself into. Um, do not wait even one more day without some type of health care. And there is a plan in place to make sure that every single American gets insured. It's just not talked about it in the way that it should be. So in my little neck of the woods right here, I like to point out that if you need health care, you need to get it through healthcare.gov. And boy, is that been a blessing for my family. That's how I insure my family through healthcare.gov or Obamacare. And you can take advantage of this too. But I don't want you to go it alone. I want somebody to guide you every step of the way. That's Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance. Now, Frank doesn't cost anything. He is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker who wants to make sure that everything is taken care of for you. And since he's free... He makes this so much worth it. Um, The insurance companies pay Frank. That's how he makes his money. So take advantage of this when it comes to getting insurance for you or your family. Healthcare.gov is what he's going to do. Now, if you're 65 or older or you know someone or care about someone who is taking advantage of Medicare uh, and is on Social Security, Frank is the expert on that. You might need a checkup on what you have because – Social Security and Medicare sometimes is tricky. You don't have the right box checked and you're missing out on entitlements that you should have, that you've paid for your whole life and you should be being able to take advantage of those things. So call Frank. That's the point. 
when it comes to these three things. Um, healthcare.gov, Social Security, Medicare, Frank Fuss, buyinsurancehere.com is the website, or just call or text 616-914-4070. Thanks to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, the mortgage guru. Anywhere in the United States, now there are exceptions, Maine, Alaska, Hawaii, South Carolina, otherwise uh, 46 other states, and the, D- and the District of Columbia, I, I was about to say, and the D.C., reach out to Mario if you need a mortgage. 231-332-6505. NMLS number 3035. He is the biggest, the best in the entire United States. No one beats Mario, and he's right here. Voted number one by the entire mortgage industry. I was talking with Kyle Ryan the other day, who does mortgages. He is not affiliated. I go, what do you aspire to be? And he said, Mario Flores. That's what I want to be. If I can even be a percentage, 1% as effective as Mario, I will be a millionaire. That's how great Mario is. So take it from Kyle. 231-332-6505. All right. A couple teenagers, 13 and 15 in Florida. They went into someone's home, stole a car. All right, steal the car, go driving off with the car and kill a woman, a mother of three. 15-year-old appearing in court. Uh, Preliminary hearing one of these uh, things where they bring the kid in, the lawyer's there. And uh, there is a question about the intelligence level of the 15-year-old, if he might, his brain might be compromised to some degree, and the idea of an IQ test is there. And the kid starts cracking up in the courtroom. Holy shit. Audio check, video check. And that pissed off the judge, and it's pissed everybody off. Holy shit. Here we go. Tonight, a teen is facing charges in a deadly crime spree, and that's no laughing matter. So when he Uh started snickering in court today, the judge let him have it. CBS 4's Carly Barnett is in the newsroom tonight with the reaction from the victim's outraged family. She's hot as hell. I can just believe that, Carly. Carly? Carly, we're going to you. My God, you're hot as hell, Carly. CBS 4's Carly Barnett is in the newsroom tonight with the reaction from the victim's outraged family. I can just believe that, Carly. Elliot, the victim's sister, says this just proves the suspect's lack of remorse, as she called it. He's one of two teenagers allegedly involved in this, but investigators say he is facing the more serious charges because he was the one actually accused of driving the car during that fatal wreck. Now, we do want to point out that CBS4 is not naming this teenager as a matter of our station policy because he is a minor and right now has not, Who gives a shit? not been charged as an adult. You're seriously laughing right now? Broward Judge Stacy Ross was taken oh. aback after a 15-year-old suspect started laughing. Here he is right here. This kid, he's the black kid with the white mask. Some lady's got her hands over her face. I don't know what she, she's probably upset, you know. This is a horrible case. Minor and right now has not been charged as an adult. You're seriously laughing right now? Broward Judge Stacy Ross was taken aback after a 15-year-old suspect started laughing during his juvenile court hearing Monday morning. His attorney saying he's young and immature. 
we are dealing with a 15 year old unfortunately that's part of the reason why i want the state to have more of a snapshot of him because he is very immature i mean he's like crack it up he's like ha 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 the judge wasn't tolerating it Take him out, please. I don't. I can't have him in here. Take him out. What he's accused of is no joke. Investigators say he and a 13-year-old broke into a Fort Lauderdale home on August 28th, stealing their car and leading law enforcement on a chase that ended in a deadly crash, killing 35-year-old Maria Telez Valderabano, a mother of three. That my niece will be graduate. They will graduate from high school, not having the mother role in there. <laughs> Uh, getting married, maybe in the future, the <laughs> year, not having my sister there. Emily Feria is Maria's sister. She was in the courtroom and spoke to CBS4 about the suspect's laughing outburst. It's just totally disrespectful to the judge, <laughs> and his own family. And knowing that he doesn't care for no one's life, he already took someone's life. Doesn't care about it. The teen's attorney told the judge they want their client to undergo additional testing, including a psychological evaluation and an IQ test, before determining whether he would be tried in juvenile court or. The attorney for that kid is like, you fucking asshole. All you had to do was sit there, you little dick. And here you are. I'm trying to, I'm fighting for your life. And, and this happens. As an adult, another hearing is scheduled in three weeks. Fort Lauderdale police charged the 15-year-old with grand theft auto, aggravated fleeing and eluding with serious injury or death, and resisting an officer without violence. Those are felonies. The 13-year-old is charged with misdemeanors. He also made an appearance in court today. The Broward Sheriff's Office is handling the crash and the homicide since that happened in their jurisdiction. But at this point, BSO has still not filed any charges. Live in the newsroom, Carly Barnett, CBS4 News Tonight. I'm Carly Barnett and I'm hot as hell. That little asshole, can you believe this? Holy shit. What a little dick. Laughing in the courtroom? I don't know, maybe something funny happened. Uh, I, I, I mean, it, make it up. If, the, if the, Are you seriously laughing in the courtroom? You The kid can say, didn't you see the film Joker? That's me. I've got that going on. And then hold up the card and say, yeah, I, I, I laugh uncontrollably when, when shit, it makes me uncomfortable. By the way, is that real? Does that actually happen to people? All right. Moving on. Herschel Walker is at it again. Uh. He's been making this uh, these these closing remarks several times, and you know if you're Herschel Walker, who, you know, one of the things that have come out about this guy, and he's running for the Senate in Georgia against a guy named Ralph Warnock. Warnock won two years ago uh, on a vacant seat, I believe, a Democrat. Herschel Walker is um, is running as a Republican, and uh, he's dumb as fuck, Herschel Walker. Not only that, but his brain is mush from playing football, okay? And, uh, you know, the, the whole business about, yeah, I'm a family man, and he's got, like, kids. All He's like Nick Cannon. There's kids everywhere. And then the story comes out when he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, we got to make abortion illegal everywhere. We uh, I'm so happy that Roe v. Wade has been overturned so we can stop murdering babies, you know, one of those dudes. And then it, it, it come, we come to find out that he actually paid some chick to have an abortion back in 09. 
And and the woman that he paid for the abortion also has one of his kids. So I don't know if it's a great idea for somebody like Herschel Walker to be making this analogy about getting cows pregnant. What? As they've been saying, something is better somewhere else. And I'm here to tell you it's not. So I've been telling this little story about this bull out in the field with six cows. And three of them are pregnant. So you know you got something going on. But all he cared about. I think it just dropped into one channel. Is kept his nose against the fence looking at three other cows that had been blown to him. Now all he had to do is eat grass. But no, no, no. He thought something was better somewhere else. So he decided, I want to get over there. So one day he measured that fence up. And he said, I think I can jump this. So that day came where he got back. And he got back, and as he took off running, he dove over that fence, and his belly got cut up onto the bottom. But as he made it over on the other side, he shook it off and got so excited about it. And he ran to the top of that hill, but when he got up there, he realized they were bulls too. He makes the guy who played the character John Coffey in The Green Mile look intelligent. Jesus Christ. So what I'm telling you, don't think something is better somewhere else. This is the greatest country in the world today. What the fuck? What the fuck is going on there? Jesus. Corey writes, what the fuck is he even saying? Uh, comments. Jesus God. It's his nonsensical cow bull story again. He said it many times. Look at Tom Cotton's face when Walker talks about how the bull near three pregnant cows has, quote, got something going on. He's smiling, and then he's not. This person writes, is this a parable about fathering children and abandoning their mother whenever things get hard? The best part, this one, this person writes, uh, the people in the crowd who think they've just heard something profound not the bumbling of an idiot who probably ought not be making pregnancy jokes at this particular moment. Comment. What is even this Herschel Walker quote? Are women cows? Why is the bull jumping the fence? Like how is he even competitive against Warnock? Lauren writes, wherein Herschel Walker admires a bull for impregnating three cows, but admonishes the bull for lusting after three other neighbor cows. A self metaphor? Joan writes, if this was a boxing match, they'd end it now. (laughs) Poor Herschel. And so many people love that guy. They're like, oh my God, he's brilliant. He's so wise. I mean, Warnock's going to win, but only by a few percentage points. Shit. Oh, my God. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'll save this for last. Um, video check. Uh, this is a wood chipper. 
This is what a wood chipper does. You can see these guys uh, putting that big-ass tree into there, and this is what comes out of the wood chipper. This is what you see in a typical tree trimming job. Look at this. This thing will even eat that big fucking tree. And then that's what it spits out. This is no surprise to anyone. I needed to show you this to illustrate something for the next story. All right. This is not great. There has been yet another industrial accident. Landscape worker killed in Menlo Park, California. How the fuck did this happen? Aram says Eric would stick his foot in there. Yeah, I should talk. Jesus, this is really bad. Again, with developing news on the peninsula, a death investigation is underway after a tree trimmer was tragically killed on the job. It happened just before one this afternoon in Mem- It's like in some residential area. Oh, my God. Low Park on Peggy Lane, just west of Highway 101. KTVU's Jesse Gary is there. Peggy Lane? A Peggy Lane, there's a tree trimmer in the machinery. A Peggy Lane, there's a tree trimmer in the machinery. And spitting out little bits of his flesh. They're on the scene with the details on what happened. Jesse. Julie, good evening to you. The Menlo Park Fire Department is just cleared from the scene, but police officers are still behind me. And you can see that blue van that is from the San Mateo County Coroner's Office. They are here as well investigating this accident. Let's take a look at our video. This happened, as Julie said, around 1 o'clock this afternoon, 900 block of Peggy Lane. The street has been blocked since about that time. Police investigating. Cal OSHA is also investigating. Now, police sent out an email uh, just a little while ago. Okay, now, you, you can't fall into it. If you say he fell into a chipper, you're implying that the wood is dropped in from the top. And I don't think that's the case. It has to be pushed in as we saw. So I don't know what the fuck is going on here. Ago, saying in part, Menlo Park police officers responding to the 900 block of Peggy Lane on the report of a tree trimmer who fell into a chipper. When police units arrived on scene, a male subject was found deceased from injuries sustained from the accident. Close quote. Now, I don't know how you even find an individual. You're going to find what is just chunks of shit in the so- in, in the back of that hopper. And we believe instead of falling into the chipper, we believe this man was pulled into the chipper since it has a top ah. on it, which would make it. See, that's what your old pal Eric Zane was just talking about. Difficult to fall inside. Uh, I'm glad he clarified. Um, so it looks like he may have been pulled or sucked into the chipper for some reason. We've learned that the worker who was killed worked for McClanahan Tree Service, a division of Bartlett Tree Experts. I talked to an office worker over at Bartlett who said they are not yet ready to comment on today's accident. Co-workers of the man who uh, were just at the scene just a short time ago, they uh, declined to say anything about him. Or Yeah, if you are anyone who witnessed that, can you imagine the horror and how messed up you would be? Oh, my God. You just created 10 serial killers if they're all gathered around seeing old Larry get sucked into the fucking machine. For the accident, how the accident happened, etc. The San Mateo County coroners is on scene, as you can see. They will 
remove the remains and then do positive identification, then notify the family. And then once that's done, we can find out exactly who this person was. But as to what exactly happened and how he wound up being killed by the chipper, that is still under investigation by the Menlo Park Police and Cal OSHA. We're live in Menlo Park. Jesse Gary, KTVU, Fox 2 News. We'll head back to you over in Oakland. Yeah, it's just horrible what happened. Jesse, was he, tree trimmers don't usually work alone. Was he working with a crew and did anyone see anything? And it sounds like maybe some of his clothing may have gotten caught up and he got sucked in. Well, that's what I said, Julie, the initial report. He was, he was Muslim. He was wearing a fucking robe. Was that he fell, but we believe it's more like his clothing got caught in. Now, whether he maybe reached and the sleeve got caught into the machinery and it pulled him in, we're not sure. But he wasn't working alone. Obviously, he had a, a crew with him because there's a, a chipper here, which you're not going to operate alone, and a bucket lift, which, which you're not going to operate alone. So there are people here with him. How oh. exactly he got entangled and pulled. I just pray no one saw. No one actually saw that man get pulled into there because you're never, ever going to forget about that. You're just kind of like, where's Larry? I don't know. Well, there's blood in the hopper. Oh, fuck. That's Larry. Into the equipment. That's the center of the investigation right now. But first, they have to do positive identification and unfortunately notify this man's family of his unfortunate passing. This is heartbreaking. All right, Jesse. We have had just a spate an onslaught of some of the worst industrial accidents ever in the course of several weeks. My God, every week we've had a new horrible story like this guy in the industrial uh, metal recycler grinder. Ooh. Corey references the Eric might have already been off Free Bear and Hot Wings when the wood chipper. He's a really cool guy with a really cool story. It happened negative. I actually remember where I was when that happened. Uh, the guy lived. He went through the chipper and somehow lived. Really cool guy with a really cool story. I was seated at a table at a hotel in New York. We were, the Super Bowl was in New York. And I was seated next to fucking Jim Kelly, like this far away. He was seated next to us as we were getting set to talk to him in the next segment. And so prior to this story, Greg says, Hey, I got to kill some time. I'm going to do this story while we wait for Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly's making his way over. <laughs> we're doing that story. And then Jim Kelly actually sits down. As that's happening, puts the headphones on. He hears that whole thing. And then we went to commercial break afterwards and came back. And, hey, it's Jim Kelly. How you doing, Jim? How you been? How's your health? And he's like, what the fuck? What have I gotten myself into? That was That's where we uh, actually covered that story. At the Super Bowl. All right. That is just fucking hideous. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Oof. All right, that's all I have for you, but I still have time for the asshole of the day. We're going to get to the asshole of the day in mere moments. If you have any suggestions for the asshole of the day, include them now in the live stream. Who do you think should be the asshole of the day? Meanwhile, if if you have a business and you're thinking about, hey, you know, I need to uh, spread the word about what it is I'm doing at my business, uh, consider reaching out to me 
It is a no-pressure pitch where I tell you how advertising on the Eric Zane Show podcast works, how effective it has been for people in the past, and, uh, yeah, uh, basically um, describe it to you. Uh, all you have to do is reach out, eric at ericzaneshow.com on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox, and I will tell you how it works. Like my friends at TC Paintball. Now, I need to really kind of um, uh, drill down on this because – uh, I will be participating in 11 days at Paintball War number 20. All right. The 20th time we have got together. However, some heavy hitters when it comes to numbers cannot make it. And I am concerned about the amount of people at the event. All right. So if you've ever considered it in the past, this is the one I really want you to make it out to. Comes up on Sunday, the 23rd of October, 4 p.m. start, pizza party beforehand. It's going to set you back 35 bucks, and you're going to have the time of your life, and I'll be an easy target because I probably won't be moving that fast. But gather up the kids, gather up your friends, and then think about doing that event. Reach out to me, eric at ericzaneshow.com, if you're thinking about playing. Hell, I don't even care if you just show up and hang out and have pizza with us. We need bodies there. Okay, the last thing I want to do is disappoint Rick. You know, Rick was already about ready to spin out a month and a half ago when the group formerly known as Zaniacs left the scene, which left me with, um, he had a lot of people that uh, used to show up at those events that suddenly will not show up anymore because, well, we're not on the same page. So uh, I've been working very, very hard to convince him, like, hey, it's okay. We got plenty of people that will support our events. So I need bodies. I would love to have you there. TCPaintballGR.com. Uh, and Gabe, the Honduran, can't make it. Kuipers and Kyler can't make it because it's bowling day. So, holy shit. Because of league day, I'm losing numbers. I would love you to be there. Reach out to me, Eric, at EricZaneShow.com. This is the closest that I'll come to begging. If you want to uh, book your own event, TC Paintball, um, you can just walk in during the week. Wednesday's Little League Day, Ladies Day. It's just drop in and play. Saturdays, you got to book that in advance. Book your time. TCPaintballGR.com, fully stocked pro shop, great local business, awesome entertainment attraction in West Michigan. And one day, they will have online sign-up and axe throwing. Thank you to Kent County Health Department. AccessKent.com slash health. Keep the kids fed. WIC program. If you're struggling to keep food on the table or you know someone who's struggling to keep food on the table, point them in the right direction. AccessKent.com slash health for information on the WIC program. This is the month of October. Uh, I guess they're describing it as WIC Awareness Month so that people know that that is there for them to take advantage of. Kent County Health Department has all the answers for you. AccessKent.com slash health. Thank you to Joe Martinez at A&E Heating and Cooling. He is batting last in the lineup today. If uh, you need a furnace or an air conditioner installed, Joe Martinez and his crew will install the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and AC units. The best in the business. A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579. Schedule your cleaning right now. 
Do not put this off another second. Every single year, your furnace and your AC units need to be serviced. All right. Now is the time to heat 616-516-8579. All right. Stevie says, I'll pass on that. You're going to pass on paintball fun? What? Are you kidding me? How could you possibly turn that down? You'd love that. Uh, Maureen says, asshole the day, the former Zaniac who emailed Eric to troll him about the accident with his chainsaw. Stevie says, I'll turn that down. She was talking to a ROM. Oh, about getting the old crew back together. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, that was Dirk, by the way. Dirk is the one. I thought I had him blocked. I mean, I don't want to talk to Dirk. That's uh, not a bad nominee. And Dirk is the one who has been uh, uh, preaching to that group. Uh, don't talk about him. Don't give him the time of day. Uh, he feeds off that. And I can appreciate that. You know, I, I think that that's sage advice, actually. So for him reaching out to me, doing that, what the fuck? That's That goes against you, your original principle that you were trying to impress upon them to just ignore me. I mean, I, I want nothing more than to ignore you. But here you are, making a spectacle of yourself again. Yeah. Dude, leave me alone. Congrats to Dirk. He is your asshole of the day, brought to you by TC Paintball. Folks, I appreciate your support on the show. That scared the hell out of me. I don't know why that happened. Joe Martinez. Okay, folks. Have a great one. I'll talk to you down the road. And we'll have the Patreon bonus podcast a little later on. Thanks again for the support. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 